Islamic Finance News, the world's leading Islamic finance news provider. This is IFN Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of IFN Podcast. My name is Vini Tatan, the Managing Editor of IFN. Despite the relative youth of its Islamic banking and finance sector, Oman has exhibited impressive growth. Now, of course, the Sultanate, like many others, has not been insulated by the debilitating effect of the coronavirus pandemic. Now, it did get a sovereign credit rating downgrade just in August, and the country is also bracing itself for the implementation of the value-added tax next year. Khalid Al-Qaid, CEO of Bank Nizwa, joins us on the show today to discuss these impacts on the Islamic banking landscape in Oman and also shine some light on what to expect next year. All right, Khalid, thank you so much for joining us today. Let's talk about 2020. So it is indeed very difficult to discuss 2020 without mentioning COVID-19, which of course has severely impacted world economies and businesses, including Oman, uh, which you know in August had its rating downgraded one notch uh, by Fitch. Could you walk us through how the year has been for the banking industry and Islamic banking in particular for Oman? Uh, yes, uh, thank you so much uh, for having me today with you. It's almost uh, almost it's my pleasure always. Yes, uh, this is a very common but very critical question. When we are talking about 2020, everything is linked to COVID-19 and the uh, related consequence, implications and impact. First of all, this is a global uh, actually trend and impact. Uh, banking sector in the middle, it's part of that. Oman as a region, it's part of that. Banking sector also uh, coming without any exception into the impact and implications of the COVID. Uh, with, uh, with that, uh, we witnessed uh, in Oman and the GCC maybe a double uh, hit due to COVID. One related to the, the, the lockdown and the other... Uh, uh, consequences uh, implications uh, however uh, we actually uh, believe the oil prices and the implication of the oil prices also bring a, a big hit to the uh, economy uh, on the GCC and Oman in particular so we are having issues from two different angles which is make it a little bit more uh, difficult however <clears throat> on the on the banking sector uh, we started uh, seeing the implications and the impact since the beginning of the year. But at the same time, the Central Bank of Oman came uh, and provided a stimulus package in order to help the banking sector to face and manage during this difficult time, plus using the banking system as a means and a vehicle to transfer the benefits to the impacted sectors. That was a package of deferment and uh, some other kind of support. Central bank provided bank support in the capital adequacy on the liquidity, uh, on the uh, other matters. All that actually uh, brought uh, a favor to the banking sector to reduce the impact of the uh, COVID uh, as we go. However, uh, we can read the financial performance of the banking sector on Oman, which is in line with what's happening on the other region, we uh, witnessed a reduction on the net to profit and mainly this is coming due to the high uh, cost of risk, mainly on the credit side due to the impact of the business and implication. Another angle was the liquidity and the tight liquidity position, mainly also due to the oil prices and uh, the other elements where cost of uh, funding increased on the 
banking sector as well. So with all that, uh, still the uh, banking sector in Oman is still showing a positive, uh, uh, resilient and positive uh, actually results compared to the impact of the COVID. And this uh, impact usually is reduced by the uh, comfort we received through the central bank to help banking sector to actually absorb and continue uh, the support to other segments during uh, the same period. Uh, based on that, uh, banking, the Islamic banking uh, sector here in Oman is part of the banking sector and face the same challenges. Uh, but maybe uh, this is the first time we went through a real life examples when we faced the product structure, for example, in Murabaha, in case you want to do deferment, there is, will be no increase uh, on any part of the profit. And this actually impacted the banks with a portfolio of this particular product. This is just an example where the Islamic banking will be facing uh, more uh, challenges and some kind of unique position due to the structure of the products, just as an example. However, here in Oman, the Islamic banking is still showing potential and uh, a big opportunity for growth. And this was clear by the results uh, shown uh, till September 2020 compared to September 2019, a growth of 6 to 7% on financing and deposits. This is still positive, our expectation to be in double digits compared to the previous trend. But still, in spite of all that, uh, growth is still continue to happen. And we believe this will continue even next year, but with a lower base due to the consequent uh, implications and impact of uh, COVID. Uh, but in particular for Bank Nizwa, we are the standalone full-fledged bank in Oman. Uh, we are living the full experience of uh, this industry and in the, the Sultanate. Uh, we are showing a positive growth uh, during the year in all the uh, main elements of the financial position, including the assets, the uh, financing, the deposits, even net to profit. Finally, we believe the COVID-19, it's a real test uh, for us uh, to test our position and our resilience, our sustainability, which we believe we managed very well in this difficult time with the support of the board and all stakeholders at the central bank in particular and other governmental entities like CMA, Minister of Finance and others. I think these joint efforts helped the banking sector, Islamic banking, to move uh, during this difficult time with a minimum or limited impact of the negative impact uh, so far. COVID aside, because obviously um, the impact of COVID we will still feel next year, but aside from the coronavirus, another major development to take place next year is actually the introduction or the implementation of the VAT. So how will this impact Oman's Islamic banking business? Uh, yes, uh, actually the value-added tax is something newly introduced uh, in GCC a uh, couple of years back in Saudi Arabia, UAE, and now it's coming as a new implementation in the Sultanate of Oman. Uh, for now, we are uh, waiting for the final executive uh, regulations, uh, but uh, we all, I think, all the stakeholders did uh, impact analysis. Banking sector will be part uh, of that and will be exposed. Islamic banking will be also exposed to that. Uh, till now, uh, there will be there is uh, some kind of clarifications already provided. For example, there will be a common treatment between the Islamic banks and the conventionals when it comes into the profit. Uh, 
On the conventional side, interest rates will be exempted from the VAT, and on the on the uh, other on the Islamic side, the profit rate on direct financing will be exempted. So this is usually the large portion of the revenues coming to the banking sector will be exempted from VAT. However, the other element, which is also material when it comes into the commission fees and other part of non-funded uh, uh, commissions and revenues, will be subject to VAT where the impact will be there. So we are expecting there will be some impact which is already embedded in the budget for next year and all the institutions. But uh, have been said that this is the first time coming, we are expecting to see some consumer behaves coming into this. We witness in other countries first time adoption, some uh, high uh, value uh, commodities will be exchanged earlier to the first time of implementation of that to avoid the 5% in case of Oman, but this is will be interim and temporarily uh, behaves. Uh, as long as we go with this in a year time, I think the 5% uh, as a VAT uh, will be uh, embedded within the price and people will be used uh, to uh, actually manage and uh, deal with this. Our implication, there will be uh, impact on the inflation, of course, uh, to be uh, on the uh, to be increased due to this uh, uh, implementation of the VAT at the 5%. At the same time, maybe it will be impact also on the consumer behaves as we go on their selection due to the limited resources. But the most important thing, and now we are bringing a new, uh, new flow of cash and revenues to the government which is something will support the governmental position as this fund will come back into the system and this can encourage the cycle within the economy. Earlier, when you, dis- you were describing the, the, the development of Islamic banking in Oman, um, it does sound that the industry would remain resilient. So I would like to know, I'm just curious to know, um, during this challenging time, what sectors or segments are actually contributing to the Islamic banking growth? Is it the retail? Is it corporate? Yeah, uh, actually, this is a very important question because this is will link it to the maturity of the Islamic banking. And I recall uh, six years back when we started, it was uh, very easy to enter into the retail banking, providing call account, current account, saving account, uh, auto finance, housing finance. It was easier, but it was a little bit difficult to penetrate into the corporate side, going with the project finance, short term, long term, and it was also difficult to convince some financial, some institutional investors or funds, pension funds, governmental entities to understand the first time adoption of the Islamic contracts. But that challenge is actually already been overcome now after five years, six years of the experience. And now, as of now, I can tell you, uh, we are in a balanced contribution segment-wise, business-wise. We uh, almost in Bank Nizwa at uh, an equal distribution, 45-55% between the corporate and retail. And we believe retail will continue to provide sustainable support to the industry as we go. And we witnessed increased demand on this side. Corporate will make a difference because once there will be opportunities to continue <clears throat> with a large size ticket, syndications, uh, private, public, uh, public, private partnership, uh, some infrastructure with the government uh, going into Sukuk for restructuring, all that will be a consideration of uh, opportunities. Now, when it comes into the uh, segments at the bank level, business wise, as I told, we are almost equal between the retail and corporate. Corporate, they are ahead up to 
55 55% compared to 45 for time being but on the on the economical uh, sectors usually here in Oman we've been driven by the uh, governmental directions first we started with 10 feet and uh, 10 feet it was a governmental initiative to uh, highlight controlled and directed sectors to be developed and Bank Nizwa followed that directions through the manufacturing, oil, gas, construction, trading. Retail is a part of that. And after that, now uh, we have uh, also at a uh, governmental uh, position, uh, we have a Tawazun and we have a Vision, a 2040 uh, Vision, which is actually uh, showing also direction for a specific sectors to be under uh, monitoring uh, under development this include agriculture logistics uh, logistics healthcare uh, mining and others and also all that will be under consideration currently and in the future to go in line with the uh, directions of the vision of the government right and when we look outside of Oman and to our neighbors like Bahrain or even Dubai and everywhere else globally really uh, there is a very strong push for digitalization and fintech in the banking sector. Are we seeing this also in Oman? I mean, is this a Bank Niswa priority? Yes, of course. I think this is a, a global trend. Uh, banking sector is a part of that without any exception. Bank Niswa also is a part of that. We are looking into this from different dimensions. When it comes into uh, Bank Niswa in particular, uh, we actually have our own digital journey strategy. After we spent five to six years, we came now to uh, come into a clear digital journey where we want to enhance even the infrastructure, our networkings, our cybersecurity, and we want to add more of a platform to serve our clients on both the retail side, wealth management, corporate, introducing transactional banking. So we are focusing more now into e-channels to be a way to the bank. And we are targeting uh, onboarding for our clients to come through e-channels. We witnessed uh, due to COVID some positive migration uh, from the normal uh, classic way of dealing with the bank into the e-channel uh, mode through the mobile application, internet banking, and others. Uh, so even in the case of Bank Nisba, we witnessed uh, migration uh, through e-channel from 20 to 35 percent of our clients. Now they are using the e-channels, and we are working hardly and continuously to add more features to the e-channels platform in order to make more flexibility. We introduce even a product uh, called Advanced Salary where uh, our client has a pre-approved limit to utilize it during the month against fees. And in this product, it's, it is a direct uh, way to get the money credited to your account when you call the call center. Then we switched it to the mobile application. So we are trying to keep these developments going. And all that is supporting also with the central bank initiative on the payment system and other kind of support. They introduce the wallet and others. And uh, this is uh, something will continue with us as we go. Uh, we have a very clear strategy. We already have the budget for that and we are moving with the implementation. And I think this is something will happen and uh, will give advantage to the Islamic banks com compared to the conventional because one of the challenges we are facing the process of implementation in the case of the financing you have to go through steps whenever we are re reaching this smart contract where a process can go digital 
this will give a very big edge to the Islamic banking sector compared to the conventional. Excellent. So it looks like Bank Israel will be focusing on boosting their e-channels moving forward. Apart from that, what else is the bank's top priority for 2021? Can we expect any new products, any new projects? Yeah, actually we are... Uh... We believe strategically uh, we are moving from face to face. We went through the startup phase, then we went to the growth phase. Now we are deepening our relationship with our clients by identifying specific segments to be targeted. During the last year, we, we targeted women, you know, women segment, then youth segment. We introduced wealth management. We are trying now to assign specific bro- bro- uh, products and services to each segments we are going to introduce transactional banking uh, b2b uh, business at uh, corporate side with with governmental entities we are looking also something cross-border have some cooperation with regional islamic banks maybe also uh, other islamic banks in the uh, far also maybe Belize and other uh, Asian uh, countries. Uh, so we are now going to the second uh, level. Our priorities will continue. We set our priorities a couple of years back to start with the asset equality, liquidity, profitability, efficiency, digitalization coming also with that. We are focusing to keep the uh, prudential management uh, for the financial performance. This is very important because we are uh, both our top priority to increase our shareholders' wealth. So we, alhamdulillah, this year, in spite of all the the situation, we managed to uh, actually clear the deficit uh, on our uh, balance sheet, and now we moved into return earnings. So this is something we are focusing, and we need also to optimize the risk and return by following a prudential uh, policy when it comes into managing the credit risk and other type of risk. We are investing in technology and will continue this as a top priority for us in the coming one to two years uh, in order to be able to uh, actually uh, meet the expectation of our uh, stakeholders in all uh, sides. We will also uh, work to increase our market share and the quality of our market share as well. We'll keep our bank uh, progressive organization uh, agile, adaptable, and we will take care of our staff, enhance the capabilities of our staff through training to be able to uh, take the bank on the second level, inshallah. Looks like it's going to be a very, very busy year ahead indeed for the bank. I know you uh, talked about this a, a little bit earlier, um, but just to close our conversation today, what is you know your outlook for for the next twelve months for 2021? Yes, uh, this question came in line with our timing of preparing the next year budget and uh, strategy 21st, 25th uh, Bank Nizwa. Uh, what I can see actually, uh, being in the banking sector uh, in general, uh, we will carry forward the impact of COVID-19 in 2020 because uh, our clients on the financing side uh, will be using their financials to reassess their credit rating next year based on this year performance and with the lockdown with the, all the implications i think the financials will be carried forward to the banking uh, box next year and this is a challenge 
liquidity will be another uh, elements of stress and uh, challenge to the banking sector overall uh, unless uh, we have a good uh, actually improvement in the oil prices on the short uh, our look uh, outlook it will be on the short and long term uh, looking onto the segments and the impact we have some sectors they directly impacted deeply and other sectors they are indirectly impacted maybe uh, we have also some a few uh, sectors they benefited from the covid uh, next year this impact due to the developments in vaccine and others will be reduced but we are not expecting a direct and immediate rebound on the economy but maybe there will be a quick uh, rebound positively in some sectors other sectors will carry forward banking sector will be on the middle of that there will, we are not expecting a quick uh, yani rebound but there will be developments as we go uh, this period is a test uh, of each financial institution to assess the resilience of the financial position how we are able to absorb the shocks have been said that we are expecting overall uh, 21st to have a good growth in the uh, economy and uh, this slowdown will be reduced as we go so there will be the initial yani, startup of recovery i think and the uh, more recovery will happen in the year after inshallah all right thank you so much Kale, for joining us today i really appreciate your your feedback on the market most welcome thank you so much Thank you for listening. For more discussions on the Islamic finance industry, log on to www.islamicfinancenews.com. You can also listen to IFN podcast on your favorite platforms, including iTunes and Spotify.